Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Hey there, I am so happy that you're with me today. If you've been around a while, you know that this is my first official podcast after taking a little bit of a sabbatical this year. If you missed the scoop on that, or if you're new here and just curious about what that was all about, be sure to check out my bonus episode that I released on April 4th. Now, during my sabbatical, I had the opportunity to do a lot of Netflix surfing, and there was one movie they dropped that I was super excited about. In fact, I had it on my calendar for the drop date, and I actually watched it the very day that Netflix released it. So it was a film done by Amy Poehler, and it was called Moxie, and it was inspired by a book of the exact same name, a young adult book. And if that's sounding familiar to you, it's because Moxie is a book that I picked as one of my summer book club reads in 2018. In fact, episode 23 of the podcast is all about the book Moxie by Jennifer Matu. And I thought today would be a perfect time to talk about how the movie stands up to the original. Now, Moxie is a fantastic book that provides an opportunity to talk to your teens about all kinds of hot topic issues like bullying and dating relationships, feminism, friendship, secrets, sexual assault, sexual harassment, standing up for what you believe, teacher-student relationships, parent-teen relationships, and using your voice. Now, I always have to say this up front on these book versus movie episodes. You guys know that I will say this forever and always, and that is this. The book is always, 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 always better, right? You guys know that I, I will always say that. Now, I think that's mostly because Movies can't capture the depth or detail or complexities that books can, because in movies, we're really not privy to the inner voices and thoughts of the characters. So much happens internally that really just can't be portrayed in a visual medium. Having said that, I do think Moxie was a really fun movie. And the one thing that I will say up front is that it was definitely not a direct adaptation. So it's a subtle difference, but I would say that I would call this movie inspired by the book rather than adapted from the book. Now, Moxie the book is a feminist manifesto using a girl's coming of age story to highlight what it feels like to be undermined and gaslit and really denigrated in a million subtle and overt ways as a female. Moxie the movie is a girl's coming of age story that uses feminism and inequality 
to highlight what it feels like to struggle to find your voice and the courage to use it. Those are very subtle differences, but I think if you've read the book and you watch the film, you'll understand what I mean. Now, several things were the same in the movie. Um, I would say things like Vivi and her mom and their relationship and how Vivi discovers this whole life that her mom had when she was a young woman. Also at the school, the ranking list that the boys had where they took the girls and ranked them and gave them different superlatives, that was the same. Um, They took an incident where there was inequality with the dress code between how boys were treated and how girls were treated, and that was in both the book and the movie. But I will also say there are a lot of differences between the two of them. So when you take a book and adapt it or are inspired to write a script based on it, there has to be so much that is condensed, I am sure, from the, you know, a couple hundred pages that are written for the book versus what you can fit into a two or two and a half hour script. So for Moxie the movie, several of the characters were cut, such as um, Vivi's grandparents, who really were pivotal in the book. Um, Also, there was Principal Wilson, who was actually in the book, he was Mitchell's father, Mitchell being the character who is very much the um, harasser and uh, abuser. And then also in the book, there were Seth's parents. Seth is Vivi's boyfriend in the book, and and in the movie as well. And in the book, they are new to town. Seth is a new kid at school, and his parents are play a, a big role kind of as a counterpoint to to how Vivi sees her own mother. And they were not included in the movie version. And in fact, um, in the movie version, from what I remember, Seth has been going to school with Vivi always, like they grew up together and he was in elementary school with her and that kind of thing. So that was also another change is, is Seth being the new kid in the book versus someone who had always been there. Now in the movie, Vice Principal Shelley became the actual principal and they changed the gender. In the book, Vice Principal Shelley took care of a lot of the discipline issues at school and was a man. And in the movie, Marsha Gay Harden plays Principal Shelley. So I thought that was an interesting twist as well. And also in the movie, which I thought was great, diversity was added to several of the characters. So that was really fun to see. Now, again, movies are limited to their time frame. And I would say that one of the things that the movie Moxie um, really misses capturing is Vivi's personal cost for standing up and using her voice. In the book, we really see her debating internally whether she is going to stand up for the things that she sees going on around her that are misogynistic and wrong. And in fact, it all comes to a boiling point on the day that the girls are going to walk out of school to protest. And in the book, she really debates about it. And she doesn't get up and walk out until she sees someone else do it as well. So that was, that was really a a different facet in the book rather than the movie. And then also, I would say the movie throws in some things that really aren't played out all the way through. And And to me, they seem to undermine Vivi's righteous indignation. Um, There was a line that she said in the film um, that was something along the lines of, 
why doesn't dad want to see me at Christmas? And this this line that she says comes at the end of a, an outburst. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second. But in the book, I would say her father died when she was a baby. So that's a very different dynamic. So wondering why your dad wasn't want, doesn't want to see you at Christmas indicates that there are some father figure issues there that are much different than not having your dad there at all because he's deceased. So that was a subtle shift. So the outburst that I'm referring to happens when Vivi is having dinner with her boyfriend and her mom and her mom's new boyfriend. And the outburst in the movie is seems to be much more about her mom dating than it is about women's rights and feminism. But I would also add that I feel like there's an authenticity there with that. There's an authenticity to that dynamic because I would say our motivations and emotions around things are messy and they're usually not in clear-cut boxes with edges and I think that the movie did a really good job of showing that that Vivi yes had all of these feelings and had all of this anger about again the misogyny that was going on and the unfairness of the things that were going on and how the school system was treating girls at school versus boys and how the boys themselves were treating girls at school. And that kind of blended with her emotions about what was going on with within her own life with her mom and um, her mom dating and that kind of thing. Okay, so switching over to the book, I would say the thing that is prevalent with it is this snowballing sick feeling in the pit of your stomach thing that the movie doesn't really capture. And what I mean by that is that the issues in the book were more menacing. There was more physical danger that was imminent, and you felt that in the book, and you didn't really feel that so much in the movie. So in the book, Mitchell Wilson, who is really the antagonist of the story, he actually grabs Claudia's breast and has attempted to rape Emma. Now, Claudia is Vivi's best friend. Emma is kind of like the golden girl at school. Now, the administration knows about these things and does not do anything about it. And there's also this game that the boys have between Thanksgiving and Christmas that they call the bump and grab. And um, here's a quote from the book to help you understand what that is. The bump and grab is exactly what it sounds like. A boy bumps into you in the hallway maybe quasi-gently with a hip, maybe more forcefully like he's enjoying himself a little too much. When you stumble, there's a grab. Sometimes you get goosed around the waist. Sometimes you get pinched on the butt. And as quickly as it starts, it's over and the boy is off down the hall, maybe squawking that he's sorry, maybe laughing at the top of his lungs. And as part of this bump and grab, eventually a boy pops Vivi's bra strap. Now, this all just gave this really sinister feeling to the book that, again, the movie just didn't quite capture. Now, the relationship with her mom and her grandparents in the book is very key to Vivian. She's really discovering her mom as a human being versus just seeing her mom as my mom. She's able to see differences in how her mom parents her versus how her boyfriend Seth's parents parent him. And this is a place where I feel like if you're having a conversation with your teens about this book, it is a great conversation starter. Because one of the things that Vivi says in the book is this, she says, I think about Seth's mom and how she makes her life all about her 
and about my mom and how she makes so much of her life about me, which I think is a profound statement and really amazing um, if a teenager can can discern that and see that. So that would be a great question to talk over with your teens if you're if you're discussing this book together. And that is, you know, do they compare you? Because you know, they do friends. <laughs> like, you know, we we had this conversation, my daughter and I had this conversation recently, where she was actually comparing me to one of her friends, mothers, which wasn't fun, but it was a good conversation to have. Anyway, so with the book, again, it's able to be much more nuanced, because we know exactly what's going on in Vivi's head. Now, what I will say about both mediums is that they both create tension in different ways to make their points, and they both do that really well. Now, in the book, it's this continuing escalation of things like the bump and grab game, the blatant sexism and how the administration treats boys versus girls, and in the growing internal pressure that Vivian feels to really speak up and create a lasting change. Now, in the movie, it's a contest to vote for the Rockport High Student Athlete Ambassador, and that comes along with a huge scholarship. And when the girls realize that there is no one running against Mitchell Wilson for this big award, the girls nominate Kiera Pascal, who's the captain of the girls' soccer team, and that team is much more successful at their sport than the boys' football team is. So on the day of the election for the student-athlete ambassador, Mitchell gets to speak on the morning announcements, and Kiera doesn't. Now, this part of the movie, I thought, had a very interesting message, because when Vivian goes to confront the principal about that inequality, the principal tells Vivian that Mitchell asked. And what I took away from this was that you have to have a voice and ask for what you want and need. Now, given the fact that this was a principal who needs to be providing an equitable situation for two different candidates, obviously, that's not going to fly legally or even morally. But I do think the idea that letting our teens know that you do have to speak up, you do have to ask for what you need and what you want is super important because yes, you have the expectation that the people around you in positions of authority, certainly teachers and school administration are going to act fairly and equitably, but I do think it's important to teach our kids that they need to use their voices as well. So I thought that was very, very interesting that they included that in the movie. Also in the movie, a character named Emma, who is kind of the popular golden girl, she comes forward towards the end of the movie and shares that she was raped by Mitchell Wilson. But I would say that there's not really any depth to how they handle that whole situation. Whereas in the book, it's actually an attempted rape. And we have a much better understanding of all of the trauma that the character Emma experiences with that all the emotions, the trauma, the betrayal that she feels when she goes to the administration, and they don't do anything. Now, speaking of the administration, in the book, the administration doesn't follow through on the inequitable stuff that comes up, the things that Vivi and her friends are protesting against. They don't respond to those or change things because it disrupts their norm and their culture and their way of life. But in the movie, it is much more about 
not dealing with all the red tape and the hoops that come with dealing with incidents. And it's not that the administration doesn't see anything inherently wrong with what's happened or how things are. It's just that it's too much of an effort to deal with it. That's the impression that I got. So that implication is we don't want to mess with the red tape in the movie versus in the book. It's more of an administration that's trying to cling to an old way of life or, or kind of the way we've always done things. So I thought that was very a very interesting contrast as well. Now, for me, I will say there are lots of times as I was reading Moxie where I felt like there is no way that this could go on in a school in today's day and age. And maybe that's true, but also maybe it's not, because my perspective is formed by large public school systems with lots of resources and school systems that have lots of reasons to be respectfully wary of anything that might cause a lawsuit or even just a kerfluffle. It's a lot of CYA and paperwork and dotting your I's and crossing your T's. So I know that there are also a lot of smaller school systems, maybe in more rural areas or schools in urban areas that don't have the same resources as what I've experienced with my kids' school system as well as in the school system where I taught. And my daughter and I had a conversation recently and I was asking her if she's ever experienced anything similar to what we had just watched in a particular movie. It it wasn't Moxie, it was a different one. But what she said was, I thought her response was interesting. She said, Mom, when you think about my school and my friends, you think it's like what's on movies or in books, but it is nothing like that for me. So I thought that that was a really interesting take as well and really insightful for her to share that with me. So it started a really great conversation about, well, what is it like? What does that look like? What is it like for you? So I'm curious about what you guys think about this story, whether the book or the movie. All my parents and teachers out there, my question to you is this. Do you think the culture and events of Moxie, either or, you know, the book or the movie, do you think they're realistic? Or do you think it's a more hyperbolic, exaggerated portrayal of things that is designed to magnify the issues and get a conversation started? I would love for you guys to reach out via Instagram and DM me and let me know your thoughts on that. In the end, both mediums of Moxie are fantastic vehicles to talk about all kinds of important issues. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, things like bullying, dating relationships, feminism, friendships, secrets, sexual assault, sexual harassment, standing up for what you believe, teacher-student relationships, parent-teen relationships, and really learning to use your voice. So if you are looking for ways to open up a conversation about any of these hot topic issues with your teen, I would love for you to grab my free discussion questions for Moxie. And you can find those in my show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP114. Or you can even go directly to the sign up for those questions at theishgirl.com forward slash 
moxie questions. Okay, thank you guys so very much for hanging out with me today. You guys know I love, love, love to talk about books, and that is actually going to be something that I am shifting the podcast a little bit to do more of because I just think that there's no better way to connect with your teens than using young adult books. So I really hope that you grab those questions and sit down and watch the movie or even read the book with your teens and enjoy Moxie. So from an ish girl who is so grateful to be back with you guys and who believes with all her heart that books save lives. I am so glad to be in the middle of it together. (laughs) 